0: What a treat to have such a long uninterrupted scene between Ben and his mum in Thursday's episode. They covered a lot of the issues that Kate Oates referred to in the press release about this story, consent, sexual identity, masculinity, and for Ben specifically the fact he's a Mitchell brings other layers in like the Hardman image and attitude towards the police. We also see the chilling way Lewis operates more starkly. Warning for discussion of rape and sexual assault in this post. The episode picks up from Wednesday's cliffhanger, with Kathy reaching out to Ben, who's more subdued now. She asks if Lewis raped him, as if hoping she's got it wrong, but when Ben doesn't immediately deny it, pulling away from her touch and comfort, it seems to confirm it for her as she gets emotional about the thought of him going through that. Ben tries to play it down, rejecting the sympathy because he thinks he doesn't deserve it, reasoning that it was his fault as he started it. Kathy refuses to give that idea any credence and insists that if Lewis forced himself on Ben then it wasn't Ben's fault. Hearing Kathy saying that causes Ben to shake with emotion again he finds himself overwhelmed once more, getting to his feet and stammering out a request for Kathy to just leave it. I think Ben is aware in theory that rape isn't someone's fault, but he can't square that with himself, thinks it can't possibly apply to him because of what he did in the lead-up. He rushes upstairs and Kathy lets him, trying to process the news herself. We come back to Callum and Lewis in the Vic, just after Callum's agreed to go over the reporting process with Lewis. I can't say Callum looks too enthused, after all, Lewis ignored his wishes to have a quiet drink and has essentially strong-armed Callum into listening to his account of this attack he's supposedly been the victim of. I say supposedly because I'm still not sure this actually was a homophobic attack. The details he gives are so vague, it happened in an alleyway so no witnesses, and he wouldn't be able to describe his assailant who came out of nowhere. If this was true he'd know well and good that reporting it is pointless. Callum knows it too, but he can't exactly tell Lewis that, and Lewis also knows this. Callum asks for the facts in perfunctory way, keeping himself in officer mode while Lewis tries to appeal to his empathetic side, talking about there was nothing he could do to stop it a pity party for himself while Ben is in pieces because he thought he allowed Lewis to attack him. Lewis sees Callum all conflicted and fills in the silence by trying to relate to him, mentioning Callum's own attack and deliberately drawing parallels. He asks if that was Callum's first time and, clearly still reluctant to be pulled into a conversation outside of his capacity in the police, he responds not really. You could interpret that a few ways I think, but personally it took me to Callum's coming out scene in the Vic when he told his dad he was gay and Yano launched himself at him resulting in a bit of a struggle. And while we know Stewart took any potential beatings for Callum growing up, Callum will certainly have felt that disapproval from Yano for not quite fitting in. Lewis tells him his two front teeth are fake due to another beating when he was 15 because of the way he walked and tells Callum that you get used to it. He knows the reaction this will get out of Callum thanks to the stuff about the police campaign, and sure enough, Callum responds that Lewis shouldn't have to get used to it. Lewis controls the narrative here, he suggests Callum thinks he's the type of gay who deserves to get beaten up, and before Callum can correct him he explains that he's a good guy really. The way he's twisted things is both subtle and obvious, just like with Ben, and Callum finds that he can't argue because he gave him a whack himself the other week. Lewis tells him that ultimately he just wants what everyone wants, meaning he gets jealous when he sees couples that seem to have everything. I feel like that seemed to was deliberate just to maintain the thought that this was still mostly Ben's fault, it's hard to trust the word he says but I do wonder how true it is about that jealousy, and maybe that's what caused all the digs to both Ben and Callum about married couples and the boring monogamous lifestyle. I don't for a second think he's feeling any remorse but maybe it's a bit of an insight into how he's been able to manipulate both of them with relative ease, because maybe couples are who he targets. Breaks them up whether through consensual sex or otherwise because clearly he doesn't care which, and then maintains this narrative of being the innocent single party caught in the middle. Something to consider anyway. He tells Callum he's sorry, then thanks him for his help and informs him he'll report the assault, before finally taking his leave. And Callum, who's barely said anything, looks a bit emotional once left alone. He might be thinking that if only Ben had talked to him the way Lewis had, then maybe their marriage wouldn't be over, and if he's thinking that then Lewis' manipulation had the intended effect. Lewis is reporting the attack instead of getting revenge with a crowbar and that capitalizes on Callum's lingering anger at Ben over that. Of course, this also contradicts what Lewis said to Ben and Ruby's about how he admired Ben for going after homophobes with a crowbar, and belittling Callum for choosing to side with the police instead of his community. It shows once more how he adapts his attitude and demeanor to suit who he's talking to and finds ways to relate and gain trust. With Ben, it was I'm sorry Callum doesn't get why you're angry, but I do. And with Callum in this scene, the implication was more I'm sorry Ben didn't deal with this the right way, but I want to. He's a snake, and he is very good at what he does. When Ben comes back downstairs, he comes into the kitchen where Kathy is adding some whiskey to her coffee mug. He leans against the counter across from her as she catches sight of him and waits for him to speak. He tells her he didn't want her to know, though Kathy could probably have guessed as much though it's a sign that Ben is now more willing to speak about it. Seeing this, Kathy pours him a measurement of whiskey into a glass and reaches across to hand it to him. Ben reaches out to take it but it slips out of his hand and shatters, startling them both. Ben tries to laugh off his clumsiness but it's watery, and he motions that he'll go and clean it up but once he's there at the sink he finds that he doesn't know what to do. Kathy watches him and just seems to know that Ben's feeling lost and unsure of how to navigate small things like cleaning up a spill when his life has been devastated. Kathy rushes to him and hugs him from behind, in a role reversal of that time in June 2019 when Ben hugged his mom who was struggling to concentrate on washing the dishes because she was upset about Bobby. Ben turns around and accepts a proper hug, but he doesn't meet her eyes when she frames his face and tries to make him listen to her words. He's trying to emotionally detach and when Kathy tells him again that this isn't his fault, he huffs out a laugh, not believing that Kathy knows what she's talking about because she doesn't know the full story. She asks him to tell him what happened, and he does. He makes no excuses for himself, he and Callum had a row and he wanted to act up, to hurt Callum because he was hurt, and messaged Lewis to meet up. A few details are skipped when Ben nods a yes at Kathy asking if they met up for sex, because genuinely I don't think that was the intention until Ben had been there for a while getting too drunk to even walk let alone give informed consent. But this is Ben painting himself in the worst light by telling Kathy he made the first move on Lewis, and when he changed his mind at the last minute, realizing he'd made a mistake and wanted to stop, Lewis didn't acknowledge that and he didn't stop. He makes a beeline for the whiskey and takes a swing straight from the bottle as he laments that he let it happen. Kathy doesn't allow him any excuses for what Lewis did, if Ben told him to stop and he didn't, that's rape. Ben says he led Lewis on, so he deserved it, but Kathy pushes back to tell him no one deserves to be raped. She says that he's trying to find a way to explain why this happened to him, hence, him making no allowances for his actions up to that point, but the truth is that his actions mean nothing compared to Lewis's which were to listen to his own wants and not to Ben saying no. It's hard for Ben to hear that ultimately he was taken advantage of and he had no control over the situation, because I think that is a big part of it as well, accepting that he didn't have any agency. He backs away from Kathy when she tries to come closer and edges towards the door, telling her he needs some air and to be on his own, not wanting her to come with him. However, he gets as far as the back gate when he spots Martin and Billy right outside on their stalls, presumably representing normal life and Ben feeling unable to participate in that, and this makes him retreat back behind the door, sinking to the ground and gripping to the wood to try and anchor himself, which is something he keeps having to do, the sofa on the night itself, then his zip, then the basin of the sink, I think he feels more caught in the middle than ever, as he's got Kathy's words to mull over as well. The decision to have this last scene with Ben and Kathy kept till the end, and uninterrupted, was a good one. It comes in at just over 10 minutes long, which beats even the Phil and Ben scene back in 2019. But with Phil's presence out of the picture at the moment, for once his opinion doesn't factor in, and instead we see Ben and Kathy interacting at length, over an experience that Kathy can relate to after years of feeling like she couldn't relate to her son who had been raised as a Mitchell. After returning back to the house, Kathy comes downstairs to see he's there and asks if he's eaten. At Ben's response that he's not hungry, Kathy replies that he's always hungry knowing now the reason why he's not eating and that he needs to try. Ben hears his mum rattling about in the kitchen and I think he sees what she's doing letting him come to her. So that's what he does. Seeing him in the doorway Kathy apologizes for pushing too hard but Ben shakes his head to disagree. After a moment he tells her that she was right and he gets that it wasn't his fault now but describes how he felt after it happened useless like with Paul and with Callum that freeze response kicked in and that response makes him feel powerless. He apologizes to Kathy for discussing his sex life, but wants her to understand the facets of how he's feeling and this is one of them, how he knows what he likes and what he wants, and when he says that Lewis took control, he means that he took that away from him, that part of his identity. He mentions his vigilante attacks and how he did that so he wouldn't keep feeling like a victim, and now it's like he's back to square one but up until now feeling like there was no justice to be sought because this was his fault. He rejects Kathy's attempts to convince him he's not a victim, and points out the irony of connecting with Lewis because Lewis felt like the only person who understood him. I don't think Ben's quite grasped the extent of Lewis' manipulation at this point, how he was deliberately targeting Ben and his vulnerabilities. Ben felt like Lewis understood him because Lewis told him that, deliberately presented himself as that. And Lewis raping him wasn't a lack of understanding, he knew what he was doing. Then tells Kathy how he never thought it would happen to him, not even when he was in prison. Not for one minute. So that fact that it has happened has made him question absolutely everything, including whether it doesn't count for him because he initiated things, and because of the reputation he has as Phil Mitchell's son. He's the hard man who lashes out first, takes control in bed, so if this has managed to happen to him, then who is he now? Kathy tells him that he's got to tell Callum, and it flips a switch in Ben. He storms away from her into the living room as he's adamant that Callum mustn't find out. Because despite his feelings of worthlessness, he doesn't let that override his knowledge that Callum knowing what happened to Ben would break him. And he confirms what I suspected, that he thinks it's better for Callum to think Ben cheated than for Callum to know the truth. He wants to protect Callum from that. Kathy disagrees that it's better, but given the choice, I have no doubt that Callum would pick Ben cheating on him over him being raped. And Ben knows this, not wanting Callum to have to picture him like that. He reasons that there's no point anyway because, as Callum said, he still had intent. He was going to cheat on him anyway. He tars himself with self-blame again, coming up with these reasons that informed his intention to cheat, wanting to block Callum out, feel like he did before, a regression to his single life and feeling another body that wasn't Callum's. He thought that was what he wanted, or he wanted it to be what he wanted because he was feeling hurt and upset. Same old predictable Callum is a mindset he wanted to be in, but as we know, he realized that predictable Callum is exactly what he wanted after all. The reason this is a rape story and not a cheating story is because he realized what he was doing was a mistake and he doesn't want the life he had before. Ben thinks it doesn't matter but in fact it's essential. His choice to break a cycle of lashing out when he's hurting was ignored, and it's harder for Ben to accept that he wasn't given a choice than it is to think that him changing his mind didn't matter and he was being his typical self destructive self. Kathy knows what he's doing though, and she tells him that Callum will see beyond all that, that his intention to cheat isn't important here, but Ben still doesn't entertain the idea and tearfully declares that him and Callum are over, because he's not going to tell him the truth. He takes off his wedding ring and leaves it on the table mirroring Callum's ring lying on the floor of the empty flat. He tells Kathy that Callum deserves someone who loves him and will protect him, he doesn't deserve Ben. And the way he says that, like he's the very worst thing in the world, is heartbreaking. Especially because he loves and protects Callum, and still does it now. Letting Callum think he cheated, being nice to Lewis, sticking to his guns with not telling Callum the truth, it's all to protect him. Ben doesn't share the same faith as Kathy when she says he'll get over this. He's sure that he never will, because of all that it's taken from him. He notes Kathy's certainty and it's like he realizes in that moment that maybe Kathy does know what she's talking about, having remembered that she's gone through this too. He even confronted Kathy's rapist once. He asks her how she got over it, and Kathy doesn't know how to answer that, she tells him that she just did. I think Ben was hoping for more than that some tips to help him maybe, so he's disappointed. And he reasons that it was probably easier for her to come to terms with it because she was overpowered, meaning it was less about her own actions or lack of, whereas he reckons he could take Lewis any day. Kathy hesitates for a moment, as if to gather courage, before talking about her own experience when she was 14, the first time she was raped. She agrees that she was overpowered, but that she faced judgment for falling pregnant, even from the headmaster. In saying what her headmaster told her, how she was not a nice girl, Kathy's acknowledging how everyone's made Ben feel for cheating when in fact he'd experienced something awful. She admits it took her years to realize she wasn't to blame, and didn't deal with it until the next time it happened. Ben listens to Kathy's experiences, how she was made to feel like it was her fault both times, the second time because she'd walked into the situation by having a drink with the boss after work, how she knew it was going to happen as soon as he grabbed her, and starts to realize that he can't keep blaming himself because if he does, then it means he's saying his mom is to blame for her experience too. She goes on to say how she went to the police because she didn't want to let herself be blamed for what happened to her again, but that the interview made her feel like it was happening all over again. She says that they weren't as clued up as they are these days, but I think that's probably being too nice, or maybe it was said just for Ben's sake. But she maintains that as hard as it was to report it, she's stuck at it because it was the right thing to do, and that it's that right thing for Ben to do as well. Kathy's probably not taken into consideration how much harder it would be for Ben to have his account taken seriously, even if the police are nicer these days when women report a rape. There's the app messages for a start, and this is the first thing Ben brings up, going over to pick up his phone to illustrate his point. He says that Lewis has DMs from Ben saying that he wanted him, and while I don't think that's strictly true, it might as well be because of the context of them being sent via an app that's used almost exclusively for hookups. Ben's aware that he hasn't got a leg to stand on when it comes to holding Lewis to account. Kathy points out that he didn't text Lewis wanting him to rape him, though it's beside the point, really. That relies on his word against Lewis, the evidence as it stands is on Lewis' side. I wonder if she's realized this, as she asks when it happened and then jokes about Lewis not being in traction, since Ben's such a hard nut. A different kind of justice, though not sure that's quite the right thing to say after hearing that Ben's feeling such a loss of identity right now and feeling weak and useless. She might regret putting the idea into Ben's head. She denies wanting him to break his legs, but wants him to do something instead of shutting himself away and keeping quiet, blaming himself. She doesn't want that for Ben after what she went through. She tells him he's got to fight back and not just for himself, but for others pointing out that he could have done it before or that he might do it again, and so he's got to try. I don't know if Ben is thinking of the Lewis and Callum interaction that he saw the previous day in this moment, but I feel like he might the next time he sees them. She backs away slightly, maybe remembering that Ben came to her earlier when she did, telling him it's his choice whether to go to the police but that he should think about it. Ben brings out the Golden Mitchell rule about not going to the police, but while Kathy acknowledges that, also tells him this is different. But Ben is afraid that Callum will find out if he does. Kathy says he can go to another station, or tell them that he mustn't find out, assuring him that it'll be confidential. She has more faith in the police than I do, and certainly more than Ben does. Kathy tells him that reporting Wilmot Brown was terrifying, but it gave her closure, which is what Ben will need to get past this. And getting past this sounds so hopeless for Ben that maybe he'll cling to this tiny bit of hope. She acknowledges her mistakes as a mum even as Ben tries to stop her but tells him how much she loves him, which chokes Ben up even through the tears he's already shedding. It distresses Kathy to think of Ben going through what she went through, but because she's been through that she can tell him the things that she wanted to hear, that Ben isn't weak, he's so so brave. She's right, and I'm so glad she was able to tell him this even if he tries to resist it. She tells him that he can report Louis, can go to court and condemn him for what he did just like Kathy did. I'm a little bit concerned that this creates false hope because the reality is that most reported rapes don't get that far, and in Ben's case, the statistics are even worse. However, I think the thought of closure is what gets Ben to finally agree to report Lewis. At his agreement, Kathy tells him she's so proud of him, moving to sit next to him on the sofa to give him some much needed comfort and a space for him to let out his emotions, things he's been keeping in for weeks. The acknowledgement that he did change his mind when he thought of Callum and Lexi and what they had, he told Lewis to stop but that Lewis didn't listen to him, he just carried on. And that that wasn't his fault. He leans into Kathy's embrace, sobbing that Lewis wouldn't stop, that kind of childlike thickness to his voice that conveys his confusion and aching sadness. And that's our duff-duff to end the week, Ben finally having that release and that comfort. The Soap Awards are about to start on ITV at the time of writing, so hope we get a good bit of Max and Tony spotting in.